This is PBE Daily Early Mornings and Late Night Podcast. My name is Point Blanky Vumbi. Thank you all so very much for taking the time to join me on this podcast and actually taking the time to push it to your friends and to even make it possible for me to actually keep going. And I've been taking a bit of a break from making episodes because of a lot of stuff having to be handled as far as the 9 to 5, as far as the hustle is concerned. But I think today was a perfect day for actually to come actually speak on this particular topic that i want to touch on today for those who just joined us for the first time the whole idea of this podcast is i try to thematically speak on topics based upon the research i'm doing at a certain particular period of time and in the last couple of weeks i've been uh, swirling the idea of faith in my head and i figured i was going to make that the episode for today but there's others that actually have popped into my head thanks to the different consumption of information i've been having for example i've been revisiting interviews and conversations with a, with uh, hip-hop mogul and now independent CEO Damon Dash and uh, I've been revisiting audiobooks that I've been listening to by Stephen King and seeing how he's been writing his stories and how they're inspiring me to my, make stories of my own and I've also been revisiting uh, scripts of particular authors that um, I'm hoping to collaborate with or I'm in collaboration with and hoping to find a way to move forward so all this stuff is being swelling in my head and as I was doing that, I figured I should actually take the break to put things in perspective before I actually put myself into a position where I'm recording an episode speaking on any of these particular topics. And I'm better made for it because the information that I have in my head actually comes off to be more potent and more objective, if you will. Now, the topic I want to touch on today is based off of uh, something that I experienced in the last couple of weeks. Now, I, for one, am one of those sons who people would consider ungrateful or probably the worst because i never really go home to see fam as often as i should and it's not because i don't love my family i abundantly love my family to the from the depths of my soul i love my family but also i'm very much in love with the work that i create and i've always had this uh, bonding feeling in the back of my head of like i feel i shouldn't go home if i haven't done anything worth going home about but they keep telling me that's the wrong mentality to use and I should just show up to show up because they they value my existence alone and they even value just my being in the room. I don't have to constantly try being be impressive. So this last weekend, I had my papa actually asked me if I could come through and he asked me earlier in the week and he just said, you need a break. Come through, we'll go to church together and everything. And I did. And I'm glad that I did that because I left the office on a Friday night. I got home and I sat down with my sisters and and we just had talks, we just had conversations all night. And even when we told ourselves we'd be asleep by around uh, 10 p.m., we ended up going to sleep at midnight. And <laughs> it felt good. It, it felt a bit nostalgic because it felt like home again and how it used to be on Saturdays when we were living in Dagoreti back in the day. And the next morning we decided as a family to go together to church because i was raised seventh-day adventist i even visited the seventh-day adventist church so i could get baptized and when i got baptized i was happy in the position that actually the church put me in at that time but there are certain things that always used to pull me away from the church and the thing that was my main concern when it came to church was that in many cases you'd, you'd think that everyone has the same agenda in, in regards to we're all here to better ourselves and boost ourselves in faith but Lately, for the longest time, the biggest reason why I'd pull away from the church is because I think the class system that existed in the church that I would prevalently see would always be at the fore. I'd, I'd always notice it in the forefront and it would bug me. And because it bugged me, I wouldn't stay in the church. I'd just walk away because I knew deep down inside if i stayed there any longer i'd vent i'd lash out i would be abrasive and i don't want to do that 
in a place of faith and because I was steady questioning what I was seeing it, it felt of more importance for me to actually just distance myself and just find my own path first before I even come back and even revisit any conversation that I would potentially have with a person not only in the faith but also in the doctrine and when I experienced something in the church that I didn't I didn't like it made me question if the whole idea of what uh, Martin Luther did to start the, the the Lutheran church was was wrong because I'm starting to feel as if every church that exists is tainted in regards to it's become a, 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 a money game and I get it as many churches out there as possible are being spread out and because they're being spread out you need to have a fund to, to create money to actually build the infrastructure in place to make that church expand I get that part but when it starts looking as if the person speaking to you is actually requesting that you go into debt in order for this to actually happen I don't want to touch on the actual things that this guy said but I'll, I'll tell you this I was pissed when he suggested something like um, a banking service that or, or, a, or a loan giving service in order for charity so he, he wants me to go into debt in order for me to help someone so I get into debt to help someone and it bugged me let's just say it bugged me and then it, and on top of that the service the person did was perfect i enjoyed everything he spoke in his sermon i love the fact that he not only touched on the new he also touched on the old testament i love the fact that he didn't just lash onto one verse but yeah he went from one verse to the next and the verses were back to back and stuff like that is stuff that actually appeals to me conviction is something that truly appeals to me but when i see that in my gut i feel like i'm questioning the person who's speaking to me past a certain point i will not tolerate that kind of uh faith-based blasphemy in my eyes and because of that i think maybe i hold a man who is chosen to be in the doctrine of of preaching in high regard because i think if you decide to obligate your life to faith there's a way you have to do it to make sure that it actually comes off authentic and even so it it means that you have to bear the the burden that comes with the fact that I see you as the closest thing to following to a T what the disciples were trying to do before they were even inspired to write the books in the Bible. I, I, I seek that kind of conviction. And because I can't find it in the church, I try to find it in my work because I'd like to lead, live my life using myself as an example. Put it to you this way. Whenever I come up with a particular state of mind or thinking as far as the ideas I feel would better serve the storytelling world or the faith-serving world, I will do the first execution personally to my own risk or to my own losses or whatever. And by doing that, I'll accept the fact that no one is going to really embrace that which I'm saying because most people want proof of concept and the only way you can give proof of concept is to actually go into the testing of actually making things come to life yesterday i was having a conversation with a friend of mine and he told me that he understands the fact that i would like to always use myself as the lab rat to make things happen but since i'm not getting any younger i should not risk the potential of getting funds put together for that but then again like i said earlier with the whole Damon dash side of things when i'm doing my research is why would i want somebody else to fund my dreams it becomes their dream because they want to see something that they've put their finances in come to life so in the, the the debate i'm having with myself is how do i make my things come to life without having to involve anybody else but only involve them when it's time for them to actually fiscally purchase the work itself now imagine that in a situation of faith 
I want to be a person who could actually say that that which I, 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 I live in my life is born from a particular doctrine, doctrine and from that doctrine I've taken the time to better myself and improve that which is my existence and to improve that which is my conviction, to improve that which is my way of thinking and by doing so I've been able to live my life in a way that I would love you to actually join in the doctrine that I am raised in. Now to do that best is to actually live the life that is actually worthy of that statement and i think personally especially that that's the only way to live and sometimes it's not really born from having to go sit in front of a person in a temple but the whole idea of the church is supposed to be the whole fellowship side of things to have more than five people that you actually would relate to what you're thinking or would debate with you on the state of mind that you've been in in regards to the research that you have for the week now i don't know how many other doctrines of church do their thing but the seventh day adventist church you normally get uh, lesson studies for the whole week i'm talking from sunday to sunday you have a lesson study and on saturday you go through the lessons that you learned between monday and friday and include that in the debate you're going to have with your fellow christians on saturday that's the lesson period i don't know if any other doctrine has that but because of that debating angle it's really boosting because my pop truly enjoys the debate so when we finally got to church and i saw him in his element he truly enjoyed himself and he was having so much happiness in his face when he was sitting down there with his sons and his daughters and just watching as as the conversation continues and watching us also contribute to that the conversation that was being had and i look at that and i take that and i want to borrow that and bring it into my existence as far as my work is concerned but i don't want to make compromises in the sense of the whole idea of the debate that i'm trying to have with a person who probably does not agree with what i'm trying to say or with the angle i'm trying to move in in life and i don't like that they may question or ask for compromise in that which i'm doing because they will feel triggered and like, like the whole idea of being triggered in the first place is what i find super weird because okay so a person said something that you you probably didn't agree with but because they said it and you chose the first reaction to have was to be in the abrasive or defensive side of things and then you completely shut down the idea of having to debate a person now think about that triggering type of thinking if it happened during the bible study period when we were together in church and I think maybe because not many people believe in the doctrine of church because it has been bastardized by the people who take advantage of church for fiscal gain. Now everybody does not have a faith basis in their existence. Imagine being told by a person that they, their child does not believe in anything. It makes me feel my, like I was lucky because to a certain extent, the whole idea of faith helps me navigate the world differently. Like the certain lines I wouldn't cross, be it financially or be it business-wise, because I feel it would be to a disadvantage to me if I let such and such things happen or I let such things be at the fore. Like I think I have the hardest time when I know that I probably would be swindling someone if I'm trying to do business with them, or I'd be swindling someone if I'm trying to be uh, affectionate with them, but they don't know to what extent I'm willing to go. It's literally one of the reasons why. And I've said it before, the pause from taking relationships is because if I try to be in one right now, I'll be disingenuous. The first relationship I think I need to really forge and make really happen perfectly for myself is my faith. And I mean my faith not only in religious, uh, in the religious standpoint, but also in my work. 
do I have do I still have the same vigor and passion for my work as I did 17 years ago when I decided to go professional with this un- misunderstood career or lack thereof and because these are things I'm actually putting in the forefront of my thoughts imagine trying to drag somebody through all that it feels like dragging them through the muck and i cannot put myself in that situation but i do have to admit even after being in the in in the the house of the lord on saturday morning i still had a beer on saturday evening because it's not that i was doing it to actually rebel from that which i was I, i i firmly understand myself and what i'm trying to achieve and i understand my flaws and how i try to better myself so even when I do something that would be considered in the eyes of somebody else as a mistake, their eyes don't matter. They happen to exist. They do not feed me. They do not dictate anything in my life. They do not, do not dictate anything in my existence. They do not have a stake in my passions. They do not have a stake or a say in my convictions. So for them to even assume that they could actually have an opinion in my existence would be blasphemous, to say the least. And I choose to constantly question that which I am and hopefully better myself by being that which I am and hopefully by the time when it comes to judgment day I will be able to stand in front of he who created me and and be able to say okay yes you call me out on that you call me out on that you call me out on that and I accept that I would like to really even even in that which I've done wrong be conscious of that which I did and as much as the search for that kind of consciousness is is sometimes lacking especially if substance abuse is involved I still stand by the convictions or the mistakes or that which happened thereafter because i have said things that are super affectionate to certain people in tears even when i'm when i'm drunk out of my mind but i still say them and when i, when I ask them to relay the information even if it's after the fact I, i'd vet it based upon what i've thought of that person weeks before and with a sober mind it never really is something that wasn't looming like if i tell a person i love them it's because I truly had taken the time to really consider the thought of loving them in my head. I don't just wake up and throw that word around. Same reason why I'd never just host a wedding. And I've always avoided hosting weddings because I do believe in that which love is. And I think it would be a compromise if I touched on that. Now imagine if that's how I feel about weddings. What would be the stance I would have in regards to faith, religion, doctrine, belief, a supreme being, all this stuff I vet, and in, in a certain, to a certain extent, I, I sometimes don't cast uh, certain thoughts to the Lord. I cast those thoughts to the universe because I firmly believe, since, since that which is religion taught me that the man who or the force who I believe in is omnipresent, so the universe is he or her, and because the universe is born of what the thought was of this supreme being would i not be right in saying i cast this particular worries or these woes that i have to the universe and let the universe fix it because there's certain things that happen in my life and my first reaction is i'm so glad i didn't do that because i would have been in this situation and i'm always grateful for the idea of doctrine whenever i think about situations that i could have been stuck in and i mean not only relationships, not only business relationships, not only uh, financial uh, decisions and potential death that was avoided. I always think about those things. And it always makes me take a, a breather and be like, okay, 
we dodged a big one with that one so let's be glad that we actually are able to tell the difference and be glad that we are able to see through that which was and I consider myself super lucky and super blessed for that which I am able to do and the fact that I go to spend time with my family over the weekend and have a, an episode of a podcast be born of it. I will say this, the different doctrines that exist out there, in, especially in, in the country Kenya, and how they've taken the abusive angle of taking advantage of the, those who come as a congregation. I mean, even the cab guy who was moving me around told me about how his church concerns him with what they're trying to do as far as the fiscal gain that they're trying to give to the priests and all that. But I, again, firmly believe that karma is this lady who never forgets. And also if you choose to use people's faith and belief and hope against them you will be repaid tenfold because that has to be brought into account and if you don't take that into consideration let me put it this way imagine the moment where you actually told a person something that actually hurt them now imagine telling a person something that gave them hope and hurt them even more and destroyed that which they were now imagine those circumstances before the supreme being who you believe is the creator of all things and is the beginning and the end marinate on that before you decide to use doctrine against people i mean if you're going to talk about how you could swindle people business wise i'm just glad that sometimes i'm able to see through the lines and stop myself from jumping into or jumping over hoops that make no sense so that being said i'm watching and as i'm watching i'm not going to be the guy who's going to come with a whip and just whip people into shape inside the temple that's not me you're looking for theatrics to be able to believe that's not me my theatrics are the actions that which i create and the things that which i do from my actual existence shall you see my true belief and my true spine as far as doctrine is concerned and i put my name on that if you see no sense in that particular statement, I do not blame you because it's not for everyone. But that I can see the difference between true conviction and that which is considered a form of fiscal gain. It's the same way I question the so-called um, speaker of motivation who's not a true testament of that which they speak on. How are you going to motivate me to become a better person if what you're doing is basically a hustle because you're not at your very best, you're not at your peak? The spiritual existence that is currently going on is no different from the spiritual existence that was happening in the 1960s and 70s, I think. When you think about how people used to, used to take Eastern religions and not want to follow the Western religions that exist, Eastern religions seem to be the, on the forefront of what they're trying to achieve because they think they could find one that actually better suits whatever they were condemned about in other doctrines. Eastern religions have always taken the forefront for most people because when you think about Western religion, Western religion had to go through the the Black Plague and all that. So Christianity had to really suffer to a certain point before the Eastern religions came back. And like European expansion, as far as colonialism was concerned, had to come and then taint those Eastern religions that kept on going. All this being said and done, we constantly will question that which is doctrine and i will continue to question what doctrine is but i'm glad i found a value in that which is the good book which i consider also the greatest self-help book ever written with that being said thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this episode and i know these ramblings went all over the place from business to religion to uh, everyday life but 
there's a reason for that i marinate on different ideas and sometimes they inter they intertwine with each everything else because life does not be compartmentalized to such great extents because i feel faith sometimes gives me the, the willpower to do all else that i truly love say it with me be caesar or be nothing at all be good take care of yourself and until the next episode uno <laughs>